I, as I was seeking the Lord what, what to talk about today, and, you know, I always talk about Jesus. I mean, that's just it. Every now and then, Dale, I said, well, what you going to preach on, Jesus? I was speaking somewhere, and they, oh, it was, it was in Guatemala a couple of years ago. Sister Pat called and said, well, what are you going to minister on? And I said, hmm, you know, if I think just real quick about it, I would say I'm going to preach on Jesus. He is our all in all. He is why we're here. He is why we breathe air. So I just want to exalt him this morning. I'm going to speak in a respect of Jesus to the kingdom. Tony refers to it quite often. So I'm going to just kind of give a six-month study in 30 minutes. You believe in miracles? I'm going to give you overview. Hopefully, it will pique your interest and you will study the kingdom. Jesus thought it was very important. God holds it very dear to his heart. In fact, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus, when he came and appeared to everyone for 40 days, you know what it says? It said he spoke to them about the kingdom. Wow. And there's another place that says Jesus will give secrets to you of the kingdom. The kingdom is huge. It is vast, and it is big. So let's look at it just for a minute. If you have a kingdom, then what must be present? A king. How about that? We live in the United States. We live in a land that we can vote and decide. But if you're in a kingdom, if you're under a king, guess what? You don't get no vote, and you don't get to decide. Whatever the king says, that's what's going to be. And can I tell you that King Jesus has spoken, and it's good. It's good stuff, but we've got to believe it and take it into ourselves. But our king is a good king. You know, when he was proclaiming the kingdom of God, there was a man in charge of most of the known world at that time. He was not a good person. He was a very vicious person. He was a very uh, perverted person. And Jesus comes along, and he's talking about a different kingdom. Hallelujah. Woo, the glory train. Every time I hear it at 1120, I'm ready. I got my ticket. <laughs> Woo got a little program and you can access one now free online i paid big bucks for mine but i punched in the kingdom of god and the kingdom of heaven and here are all the verses on that subject that vast i just love to just sit and read this first thing i want to talk to about the kingdom of god is this jesus said it it's in red by the way which i believe the red he said you must be born again to enter the kingdom. If you do not accept Jesus as Lord, can I tell you, you're not going to enter the kingdom. You're not going to enter the kingdom that is here in the now, and you're not going to enter the kingdom that is in the future. You must be born again. It's very simple. Just say, Jesus, I accept you. I accept your sacrifice. I believe who you are. You're the Son of God. And you were sent to redeem me. Just come into my life and I'm going to make you king. That was pretty easy, wasn't it? The gospel is simple. It is so simple that we intelligent United States American citizens 
just let it go right over. But it is simple. Just make Jesus king. Make him Lord. Okay, if you're born again, then you get to enter the kingdom. But now let's look at some stuff here. There's signs of the kingdom, and it's all from the word of God. The first sign was Jesus himself is in the midst of his people. Is he here today? Absolutely. So this is where his kingdom is. The next sign is the preaching of the gospel goes forth. That's a sign of the kingdom. The next one is casting out devils. Oh, I like this one. I love to cast out devils. Ooh, sister, isn't that kind of spooky? No, it's fun. It's fun because you get to see the freedom that comes to a person that has been delivered by the power of Jesus. When I got born again, I was a mess. I was so messed up. Well, the first thing King Jesus did was he sent me to the school of the Holy Ghost. And that meant, okay, let's go get you cleaned up. Yes, sir. And I sat through deliverance several times. You know it's real? Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about kicking devil. I'm talking about commanding a devil to leave. I'm talking about getting freedom in an area. I had a, many, many areas in my life. I had opened up so many devil doors. They had come in and made their house in me. And I had to kick them out. You invite them in, they're not going to leave just because you get born again. You must command them to leave. Just for example, I'm getting off just a little bit. Just for example, I, w I used to be a closet smoker. You know what that means? I hid and smoked. You see me smoking? I did. Now I just smoke in the Holy Ghost. I mean, but then I'm on fire. Light me, Lord. But then, back then, before I got born again, I would, I would hide and I would smoke. I did this for several years. I got born again. Never touched another one. But I was still addicted. Now, you could put in a carton what I smoked my whole entire life. Would you say I was not chemically addicted? Nah. But I was addicted. I would be around people that smoked, and it was just like a magnet just going. And I would go to the Lord. I don't want to smoke. What is wrong with me? I would dream about it. I'd wake up feeling, I think I just smoked in my dream. Lord, why? I don't want to do that. Finally, he spoke. He said, it is a spirit of addiction. Oh, I never thought of that. Well, you see, he had also been teaching me, we're going to talk about this in a minute too, authority. And so I just got my bad self up, and I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of addiction, I command you to leave me. And I physically felt something go up like that. Never again. That feels good not to have that draw. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Go, yes, I know what you mean. Several areas in my life, I had to have deliverance. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't, uh, you probably do. And you just, just come see us afterwards. We'll take care of it. But deliverance is a sign of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Healing and miracles are also signs of the kingdom. When healings are taking place, 
Brothers and sisters, the kingdom is among you. I read that in the Bible. It was in red. I read it this morning. In fact, Jesus said, when I'm casting out devils, that means the kingdom is here. Ah, yes, sir. New birth is a sign of the kingdom. Fruit of the Spirit is a sign of the kingdom. We best have fruit. You say, well, I've been trying. I've been trying. Well, can I just tell you, trees don't try to have fruit. You know what they do? These West Texas trees especially. (laughs) They send that root way down. Have you ever been by my house? I've got a split live oak tree. It's got three humongous trunks. That tree never got thirsty one time during this drought. Do you know why? The roots went way down till it hit some streams of water down there. And it's just happy, happy. It doesn't have to go, I got to make acorns right now. It doesn't do that. It gets its roots going in the right direction to the water. And then you know what? Fruit just happens. Look at your neighbor and say, fruit happens. So what does that interpret? It means that we have got to discipline ourselves to get our roots going down into the streams of the living water of Holy Spirit. And we don't have to strain about having a temper or having a this or having a that because when your roots are down in the Holy Spirit, oh, when somebody slaps you or cusses you out, you say, bless you. Because the kingdom is in you. Are you getting it? See, our our Western mentality is just all backwards. Focus on what's important, and that is your relationship with Holy Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll get to him in a minute. Oh, my. Jesus said in Matthew that the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. And he said, no man was greater than John the Baptist. That's a pretty broad statement for Jesus to make, but that's what he said. No man was greater than John the Baptist, but the least in the kingdom is greater than he. Wow. See, if you get that truth, uh, it'll turn you around. Mm-hmm. Now, I also read something yesterday when I was reading through these again. Jesus said the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world. And then, what? The end will come. The kingdom of God will be preached to the whole world, and then the end will come. It's important we preach the kingdom. You don't have to stand behind one of these to preach the kingdom. You can preach it to your kids. You can preach it to your fellow co-workers. The kingdom principle is this. Jesus did everything out of his relationship with Holy Spirit. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's what you're going to see. He did everything out of his relationship with Holy Spirit. And then he turned around and said, you know what? What I've done, you are going to do, and even greater. Y'all are quiet on me. Well, what did Jesus do? Preach the kingdom, cast out devils, healed the sick. Is that what he did? And he said, you will do that and greater. Well, I don't know how we could do greater, but I guess we can. He said it. And if he said it, that means it's true. 
Kingdom authority. Now, we get kind of confused on this. We think it's power, but it's not. Power is might or ability. But authority is the freedom and the right to exercise the power. When you're born again, you are given authority. I am so thankful that the Lord taught me that. The Holy Ghost birth canal when I was born again. He taught me the authority of the believer. And you best know the authority you have. You know devils are out rampant, running around, seeking whom they may devour. You know the cross pulled the, the lion's teeth out, but he can slobber you to death. He can put a lock jaw on you and slobber you till you can't breathe. Am I right? Excuse my West Texas analogies, but it's true. He taught me that as a believer, I have authority over the enemy. As a believer, I have authority over the elements. Hello. As a believer, I have authority in the supernatural realm. It's the truth. It's the word of God. And we best be walking in the supernatural. Thank you. That's right. If we're not walking in the supernatural, we are carnal-minded, and guess what carnal-minded gets you? Death. Nothing. Destruction. Oh, but sister, how do I get there? You just, you just pay attention to your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Get your roots going way down. And not only will you have fruit, but you'll have signs and you'll have wonders following after you. Hallelujah. When I was just brand new in all of this, 37 years ago, 37 years ago, <laughs> that's a long time, I went down to the creek. My kids were little, and, and I just always looked for a time to get away and be with Jesus. And I went down to the creek, and there was a little waterfall. It was quiet and peaceful, and I was just meditating on the goodness of God. And I looked up. And there was a rattlesnake coming right at me. I'm talking coming at me. It was about from here to a little past Barbara. Well, I looked around. I didn't have a gun. I didn't have a stick. I had no way out. He was in the path I could get out of. I thought, well, I guess I have an opportunity to exercise what I've been being taught. So here's what I did. This is the truth. I said, Snake, in the name of Jesus, I command you to turn around and go back the way you came. And you know what the snake did? No. He kept coming toward me. <laughs> yes, sir, he did. My heart was beginning to race faster. I hate snakes. I hate snakes. My brother used to chase me with rattlesnakes. I hate snakes. If I see one on the road going to my mother and daddy's, it's a cleachy road, I hit the brakes, and I slide over that sucker. I hate snakes. I've had too many close calls. So now my heart is pounding, so I say it again. Snake, I command you in the name of Jesus to turn around and come back the way you came. You know what he did? He kept on coming. So I said it one more time. Snake, I command you in the name of Jesus to turn around and go back 
from the way you came. You know what he did? He stopped. I've never seen a rattlesnake do this. this may, they may do it, but I've never seen one do it. That snake rose up like a cobra and stuck his tongue out at me like that. Now, he was real close now. And he went down, and he turned around and went out the way he came. Glory to God! Let me tell you, I'm telling you that story to tell you when you're in a life situation and every snake in hell is after you, they're trying to attack you and they're poisonous when they bite you. The snakes will come. But when you take authority as a believer and take authority with faith and say, get out of my life, get out of my house, they have got to go. And then... Nothing changes. In fact, it gets worse. Now you've got a choice to make. You can give up and let the snake come and bite you all over and die spiritually. Or you can say, snake, I said you will get out of my house. You will get out of my body. You will get out of my finances. You will get out of me in Jesus' name. You must. It's the sign of the kingdom. Hallelujah. You ever seen a demon? We have. <laughs> I've seen one with Mike in Mexico, but they're not all in Mexico. We've seen them in Africa, but they're not all in Africa. Seen them in Guatemala the first trip we went. We'd gone to bed, and in the room next to me, this, this uh, team member, she come up to me the next morning she said did you see that thing and I said what thing she said well it came in my room it was big and it was black and it just came over and hovered over me scared me half to death and I just said Jesus 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 and get out of here in Jesus name and it just lifted and went out the door I said you didn't send it to my room did you <laughs> they're not all in Guatemala can I tell you, there's some here in Snyder, Texas. Mm-hmm. And you take care of them just like you do in Africa or Guatemala or Mexico. You use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But in the meanwhile, make sure your roots go way down mm. in the streams of life. Oh, the life giver. Jesus said that rivers of living water is going to flow out of you. Well, if you don't have your roots dug way down in the stream, there ain't nothing going to come out of you, but West Texas dirt. Kingdom. We are supposed to be expanding his kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'll tell you another one. Oh, no, I'm nearly out of time. Okay, I'll skip that one. I could write a book on those kind of stories, okay? Okay, let's, let's just go on in here. Now, uh, with authority, you've got, to just, you've got to just hear Holy Ghost. I mean, you just got to be Holy Spirit-led. You must obey the Holy Spirit just like Jesus did. He said, I don't do anything apart from what I see my Father doing. I don't say anything apart from what I don't hear him say. In other words, I copy him. Whatever he's doing, I do. Whatever he says, I say. Wherever he goes, I go. That's what Jesus said. And if Jesus said he did that, how much should we be doing that? 
But I'm going to tell you, I had a missionary call me. It said, I need help. I said, what's the matter? She said, well, I, I lead a prayer group here, and we've got children of our, our prayer group women dying for no reason. And now our women are dying for no reason. And I said, what have you done? And she said, well, we started taking authority over territorial spirits. I said, did Jesus tell you to do that? She said, no. I just read it and thought it was a good idea. I said, then let me tell you, you best repent. Because if Jesus didn't tell you to do it, then you are in their territory. They have legal right where you are. They do not have any legal right where you are and the place that your feet tread. But you can't go up in the atmosphere all up in here and say, you come down from there unless Jesus tells you. And if Jesus tells you, they're going to come down. But if he didn't tell you to do that, don't do it. But in your family, in your life, in your ministry, you have authority over these spirits. But not over the whole country. Because Jesus didn't tell you to do it. Are you hearing me? We get into presumption. I have begged the Lord, don't you ever let me walk in presumption. Have I done it? Yes. But he forgives me. And I learned you only do it once. <laughs> you won't want to do it again. Again, it comes back to getting your roots going down in the streams of living water, getting that relationship going, learning how to hear his voice, learning how to be obedient. If he says, turn to the right, turn to the right. If he says, turn to the left, turn to the left. If he says, stop, stop. It is imperative you hear his voice. I was reading a testimony of a fellow. He was going up a hill and... He's on the right side of the road. You can't see who's coming over the hill. He's going up the hill. It was treacherous road from what I understood. And the Holy Ghost told him, get in the left lane. Our logic would say, oh, no, this isn't the Lord. I rebuke you, devil. I'm supposed to drive in the right lane. It's the law. But this man obeyed. He instantly got in the left lane. That was crazy. I seen that in Guatemala. And they weren't hearing God. They were just getting in the wrong lane. And as he got over into the wrong lane, a truck, which was out of control, came over the hill in his lane that he was just in, but he was over here. Had he not listened and obeyed, that man would be dead. We have got to learn to hear the Holy Spirit. And when he speaks, we've got to obey. And the more we obey, the, the louder he'll talk to us. Okay. The neglect of the following will result in a lack of authority in the kingdom. And it's one I've been talking about. It's your relationship with the Holy Spirit, your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God, the Father. The neglect of faith in what God says and who Jesus is. You will not have much kingdom authority if you don't work on that. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you lack in your understanding? Say, Holy Spirit... The Word says you're my teacher, so teach me. And he will. I don't understand this. I, th I read this and I just don't understand it. Say, Holy Spirit, would you teach me? And he will. You see, we just presume all this stuff. We presume how he's going to do it. We presume, okay, I'm going to get my Bible. I'm going to get my fat concordance. I'm going to get my pen and my pencil. Now he's going to teach me. Well, maybe not. Have you ever asked God to teach you to love? Lord, I want to love like you. And then all of a sudden in your life comes the most honoriest, meanest-spirited person you've ever met in your life. 
and you're just going, oh, I'm just being tormented. I'm just being tormented. No, you're being taught how to love. <laughs> just like God. Hello. <laughs> I learned that valuable lesson not to ever pray for patience. Because I read, patience comes by tribulation. Oh, that's why I'm in all of this. I asked the Lord for patience. Lord, I think I've got enough. Can we move on to something else now? (laughs) Neglect of being obedient to the Spirit. You will not have much authority. Go like this. Neglect of having a submissive attitude. You will not have much authority. I went and listened to Heidi Baker several years ago. Anybody know about Heidi Baker Ministries? To date, like four years ago, her ministry had raised 300, over 300 people from the dead. Verified. Raised over 300 from the dead. Have seen every kind of miracle you can imagine. But when I watched her preach, did she talk about all of that? No. You know what she did? I can't do it. I don't think I could get up. She got down on the carpet of the podium of this platform, and she laid prostrate and said, I must go even lower. In other words, she's saying, I have got to die to myself. I've got to die to my dreams. I've got to die to what I want. I've got to die to all of this in order to gain Jesus. And she preached the whole message laying in the floor with the microphone sideways. That had an impact on me. You see, without humility, and let me tell you, humility is not being weak. Humility is acknowledging the strength of another. It is acknowledging and honoring the power and authority of another. And when we humble ourselves before our God, we are acknowledging who he is, who he means to us, all that encompasses him. We are acknowledging that. That is humility. And I tell you, I must go even lower because, you know, I find stuff rising up in me. I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't look like Jesus. It doesn't feel like Jesus. And it doesn't smell like Jesus. It's that old carnal self. And we're going to battle with that till I guess the trumpet sounds and we're out of here. But I find myself going, I must even go lower. Oh, but you know there's great life in going lower. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. That means I must go even lower. We will not have authority in this kingdom of ours that so graciously has been given to us unless we have a servant's heart. We're here to serve, not to be served. It's what Jesus said. I'm here to serve you, not to be served. And if that's the example Jesus gave us, how much more so should we have that attitude? I don't see that in the body of Christ a lot. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about kind of universal. I see, well, it's me, and I want my stuff the way I want it, and if I don't get it, I'm going to get in the floor and have a fit. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Ministers do that. I wasn't talking about the church people. That's not having the right heart. We will not have authority in the kingdom if we're not faithful in our stewardship of what we've been given. Come on, go like this. You're right. 
That's a whole sermon right there. All these are whole sermons. You will not have authority in this kingdom if you do not speak the word of the king. You know, these ambassadors, they just don't go off and tell their own ideologies. They speak what the king says. They speak what is told them to say. Okay? Are we doing that? Are we telling about Jesus? Are we laying hands on the sick? Casting out a few devils here and there? Our relationship with God, if it's healthy, he gives us the authority to proclaim the good news. What is the good news? You know, I was, I was just reading all these kingdom of God things, and, and Jesus was just preaching the kingdom of God, preaching the kingdom of God, preaching the kingdom of God. I said, Jesus, I want to hear one of your sermons in this. I mean, we just have a blip. John said, if everything Jesus had done had been written down, the world could not contain the books. Y'all, this isn't all he did. Think about that. And he's told us to do the same. But the good news of the kingdom is this. Our God reigns. Say it with me. Our God reigns. Say it again. Our God reigns. One more time. Our God reigns. Oh, hallelujah. I hope that just shuddered a bunch of spirits of darkness five blocks away. How about five miles away? When you proclaim our God reigns, you are in kingdom business. Hallelujah. He gives us the authority to baptize and to teach. He gives us the authority to drive out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. He gives us authority to speak in a supernatural language. He gives us authority to disciple the nations. And he gives us the authority to represent Jesus to a lost and a dying world. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I just want to encourage you. There's all kinds of principles in the kingdom. Jesus said one of them is the farming principle. You sow a seed, you give it some time, and you're going to reap a harvest. Let me tell you, I was raised on a cotton farm 17 miles south of here, and my daddy planted cotton seed. He didn't go out the next day and say, I thought they said that was cotton. <laughs> he didn't do that. Would you have him taken off to the funny farm if he did that? Mm-hmm. Well, what do we do? We plant a seed in the kingdom of God, and the next day we look. Well, I thought they said that was work. Come on. Yeah. you got to give it some time. Don't time, go out there and dig your time, seed up. Time. You'll kill it. Give it some time, and then you're going to get a plant. Is it still the harvest? No. you got to tend to it. you got to water it a little bit. I had to go out and hoe when I was a kid. Did I like that? No. I was afraid of snakes. <laughs> you must operate in kingdom principles if you're going to be effective in the kingdom. And I tell you, I don't know about you, but I want to, when, when I take my last breath and the judgment seat of the believers, we're in front of Jesus. I want him to say, well done. You did good, girl. Yeah, Is that what you want? Praise the Lord. Then you be faithful with what you've been given. Well, I can't do much. Yes, you can. Mm. I know I read of a lady that she was totally paralyzed, but that woman prayed and heaven came down. Mm. You may not have much money. That don't matter. So what little you got in a good place, and it'll produce a harvest. Hallelujah. Give it some time. It's kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. 
Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and ask Holy Spirit, mm. teach me kingdom. Mm. If I'm an ambassador, if I am a child of the Most High, then I am royalty. So teach me how to walk it in yeah. a most humble way. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to tell you, I said, if you're not born again, you're not going to get in the kingdom at all. You can't operate these kingdom principles. They're not yours. But if you get born again, they're yours. If you want to receive Jesus, I'm going to open up the invitation. If you are not born again, then come. Today's a good day. You may not have tomorrow. None of us may have tomorrow. Today's a good day to be born again. Beautiful day. If you're unsure of your salvation, you just best get down here. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to come. Because that's how your roots go way down into the streams of living water. If you need freedom from the <coughs> adversary, you some place in you has a something locked down in you and you need to get rid of that, I want to ask you to come down. The altar is open. 